Six World Music. Gary Six World Music. Gary Six World Music. Six World Music. Six World Music. Hello, and welcome to Gary's Six World Music, the podcast. This is, of course, the week 191. That's Outsider Witch House Intestine Pop Dolbiant Porn Noise Edition. Now this, of course, is the podcast about everything weird, wild, and esoteric in music. But before we can get to that, let me, of course, introduce myself. No, after you. No, no, please, after you. No, I insist. Um, I'm your humble host, Chris Kovarik. Unemployed teacher and soon resigning to my fate this year of becoming a substitute teacher. <sighs> well, uh, first... I guess, uh, sorry for my absence last week, I was just going through some stuff, got lots to, lots of stuff to do, but it got me thinking. Uh, what do you want out of this podcast, oh my dear listener? You see, I aim to please, and I want some tips. Please, please send me some tips, guys. Give me some feedback. I have, uh, lots of ideas coming up for, uh, we're on the end of the summer music contest over here at Six World Music. I got some ideas around that uh, for next weekend and beyond, too. Of course, I had a submission for that, where I found a long-lost recording for the Italian video nasty The House by the Cemetery from 1981. Um, In the interest of pleasing the public and trying new things, I actually have an exclusive interview today from the creator of that project. Um, He goes by the name of Briog. Briog. <laughs> um, so be sure to stick around, of course, for that and for Gary's great products, or GGP. Um, I have some tasty, scrumptious picks from this week too. I have the top three from the week, as well as Gary's picks. Also, one of the extra specials in the top three this week was actually from the summer contest. It was uh, from user Consumer Reducer with the song Burned In. And this was actually for the video nasty Inferno by Dario Argento. Dario Argento. Um, Yeah, there's a lot of uh, video nasty uh, producers for this contest. Pretty cool, pretty cool, I love it. (laughs) Um, I wanted to talk about that, but I thought maybe instead I should like lump all of the contest stuff into one episode, one or two episodes and some specials with uh, with interviews and everything. So I'm going to, even though there was, yeah, like I say, there was a submission that made it to the top, but I'm going to scrap it for now, or set it aside for now, so I could give it its, its time uh, later with all the other ones. It is an awesome track, I will say, though. It's, it's great, and it's done very well, and it came out excellently. Anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself here. So first, before anything else, here's a word from our sponsor and savior, Gary. New amazing product by Gary. After a hard day's work, um, especially in the hot summer heat, what do you go grabbing for in the cooler, guys? A beer? Or even a fancy sparkling water? One of your LaCroix? <laughs> That's so 2000 and late. 
you gotta try the new drink that everybody's raving about. Of course, I'm talking about Gary O. Gary O. If you haven't tried it yet, let me describe this magical drink for you. First, there's the color. It's got that thick greenish yellow color that you 90s kids might recognize from Surge. But this time, cool guy, it's thick like nectar. And talk about fizzy, I would even describe it as frothy. Then there's the taste. How to even describe the taste, guys? Imagine something like your earliest memories of raspberry jam. Aw, childhood, you know? Now combine that with chalk and insect carcasses, and a little bit of lime, of course, on top. Oh, just thinking about those those proteiny carcasses is making me feel thirsty, guys. Okay, but check this out, soda fans. You don't even need a refrigerator to keep it cold. This is the best part, guys. That's because of Gary's patented automatic nuclear frost mechanism. That's right, the can itself makes the soda cold. Sometimes on a hot day, I'll just put the can on my head to keep my head cool. It really helps calm me down, too, when my mind is racing. I'll just be thinking about something, and then I'll put the can on my head, and I'll stop thinking about anything. Anything at all. Something about it just really helps calm the mind. So be sure to grab a six-pack today. It's bliss. So, to grab a six-pack today, just send $6 to 666H Street in Sacramento, California, with attention to Gary, and he'll get your thirst quenched, brother. Note, please allow two to six weeks for delivery. Also, please include $90 shipping and handling due to the approximate weight of 200 pounds. All right, uh, welcome back. Let's get right into it, guys. Let's talk about my pick. This is... Leilani with floating. I described this as intestine pop, post synthwave, and outsider pop. Let's have a little sample. That song has it all, though. It's um, it's catchy, it's honest, it's minimal. Uh, in the video, if you want to check that out, uh, it's got like body parts and stuff floating around, and it's got Leilani herself dancing to her, her strange music there. Um, <laughs> so apparently, Leilani is this 19-year-old girl from LA, and she's been making music since at least 12, and she took all of her ideas and released this album. Um, 
I was looking her up, and she has stuff uh, that she's been putting on, on YouTube for a while now, actually. She's got some dubstep stuff from, like, 2015, which is funny, because that's well after dubstep was cool. But still, that would put her, what, at, like, 14 or 15? I, I don't know. I don't know math. But <laughs> it's pretty cool. She has been at this for a while already, even though she's 19. Uh, <laughs> now here's me being jealous because I was making music when I was like 15, but it sucked a lot and people ah, did not like it. <laughs> people have been liking her music ever since she was like 14 at least. Um, and she's got a you know pretty good setup of synths. She's got a Moog. She's got a what's it called a Arturia one. Uh, oh yeah, the Micro Brute good stuff. Nothing too expensive. But still, I'm gonna call BS Man, because I think the LA part is why she sounds so good and polished. I think that uh, she's getting some help here. <laughs> yeah. So, try growing up in like a small town like Watsonville, bro, and, and make your weird music and have people like it. Good luck. <laughs> However, Despite the BS parts, uh, that being said, I do love how outsidery and how strange she takes her music. Like, she clearly doesn't need to do that. She's getting, getting attention, she's getting some traction at this point. Um, and so she could be making, you know, trap stuff or overly poppy stuff, but she's not choosing that. She's choosing to make some weird outsider, minimal... Art. <laughs> I accidentally hit my other mic. Um, so I do appreciate the left turn that Leilani has taken in her life. Uh, I hope she keeps being increasingly weird and doesn't get less weird. More weird. That's what we want. I want to see her pull this off live, too. I would love... I hope she's going on tour or something. She has, like, a live uh, set that she did on, like, a YouTube series uh, for some radio station. And it was impressive. She does everything, you know, completely by hand. She isn't doing, like, um, sequencers or anything like that. And it's not on a laptop. She's literally just, like, triggering stuff and playing the synth lines live. Very cool. I was going to say that I love and hate her, but I think I just full-on love her. She's the best. Um, so please make more music, Leilani, and keep being weird. And I hope you kill what, like, Synthwave is right now and turn it into this, into this minimal, uh, fun, honest thing instead of just, like, having rules about what Synthpop is. So, yeah, replace Synthpop with this. Hell yeah. <laughs> Alright. Now, for the next one. Let's talk about user doggy styles with Junta Cadre, armed with revolutionary thought. This he described as experimental industrial. I love this track. Let's listen to a little bit of it.
Oh yeah. <laughs> right? Okay, so this one it wasn't on YouTube, by the way. Uh, there were quite a few picks this week, I will say, that were not on YouTube, which it makes me work a little harder. So that's good. Keep me on my toes, guys. Um, but it's all worth it, because this weird, slack-jawed, cockney, brooding song is amazing. Um, I don't know what the guy's saying, but it seems like some revolutionary stuff uh, rise up against the BS kind of stuff. I heard the word capitalism a few times, and I, I think he was saying pay ya or pay you, something like that. <laughs> um, oh yeah, the last lines of the song also say it all. Everything belongs to the working class. There is no room for parasites. <laughs> I, I pretty much agree, man. Uh, like, why do we have so many middlemen in, like, uh, society, you know? Like, and why are we okay on having, like, two or three jobs these days, guys? Like, what the hell is the, the having a side hustle or, like, the gig economy? Like, what the hell is that? Why, why is this okay? <laughs> it's bullshit, man. So, we should actually have one job that's actually good. That was the idea. Sorry to get on the soapbox a little bit, but it, it's, it's bullshit, man. Um... At least in here in the U.S., anyway. It's a real problem. I feel like like nobody's fighting to work less. Everybody's, like, fighting to get another job, but nobody's thinking about, oh, maybe the job should be good. Right? <laughs> uh, okay, anyway. So the second part of the song, uh, it takes a turn. Let me show you that. Okay. So he says, uh, that's the line, uh, everything belongs to the working class, there is no worm for, <laughs> room for parasites. Uh, yeah, anyway, okay, okay. So I love the different vocal effect and the rising crescendo of crashing and brooding synths in the background, and like, like it sounds like somebody's just dropping stuff over and over again. Uh, it's genuinely frightening, <laughs> in the best way possible. Um... Whatever it is that uh, you're planning there, uh, Junta Cadre, I'm there with you. Hell yeah. Hell to the yes. Um, also, I couldn't find anything about them other than that they are listed in some of the top releases of last year in Power Electronics. So, these guys rule, and remember that name. I, I bet you there's going to be more from these guys. It's just so good. Uh, you know, join the revolution, man. Okay, anyway. <laughs> now, that was our... Oh, I forgot to even say what number we're on. Sorry. So, Leilani Floating was number three, and number two was there with uh, Junta Cadre. Now, we're going to switch it up, though, because we're going to go into Gary's Picks. Gary's Picks. Gary, Gary, Gary's Picks. Okay, so Gary's Picks. First one I got for you is from user Tooch Me. Tukmi, 99. I'm gonna say your name is Tukmi, 99. <laughs> okay, so this song is Adam. <laughs> the name of the band is, uh, well, okay, it's Ad M. 
Mm, there's a lot of M's there. Um, so the name of the song is Haven't Posted Anything in a While, Might Delete Later. <laughs> and it's upside down, and it has a lot of emojis. It's like Gabber kind of, but but Gabber got so specific in what it was. This is like if if another genre, if, if pop got post-future Gabber or some shit. But if this is what modern samplepedia is going to be, then bring it on, you know? It's so off-putting, it's happy and aggressive at the same time, uh, and it's so goddamn pretentious that it's not pretentious anymore. <laughs> It's like uh, it's like the political spectrum thing where you go so far on one side and you start becoming the other side. Uh, <laughs> so as user Tada said, he's going for a John Cage type of thing. Just close your eyes, relax, and appreciate the ambient music of your current surroundings. <laughs> so yeah, throw this on and feel real bad, man. So this is anti-musique diablement. Now, I got another barn burner for ya. This is from user The Friend Catcher. Um, and this is the artist Mars and the song Helen Fordsdale. Uh, he describes this as no wave. I would also say this is pure no wave. But it's so pure that it sounds like other things. What really is pure no wave, anyway? Okay, here we go.
All right. <laughs> I didn't notice the lyrics, uh, but here's here's a sample of some of the lyrics there. You don't have to go too far before you're stuck inside a jar with no clothes. You don't have to go too far before you're stuck inside a jar with no clothes. Screaming, screaming on my shelf. You have to keep to keep it to yourself. All right. Here's the last part. Your hair on cars. Your arms detach. Your eyes fly. Your torso in wax. Ah, God, that's good. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about it. So, No Wave, this band, Mars, they were No Wave in 1978. It doesn't get more awesome than that. Um, except who the hell is Mars, you might be asking. Well, Mars was featured heavily on the genre-defining compilation No New York, compiled by none other than Brian Eno himself. This was a genre-defining uh, compilation, in fact. And some people say that it... Uh, it killed the genre, but <laughs> uh, it's a genre that defies explanation, so I guess it kind of makes sense that once they're spotted, once the spotlight is on them, they, they all disperse like rats or something. Um, but alongside bands like the Contortions, Teenage Jesus and the Jerks, uh, and DNA, Mars seems to be the least well-known of them. Um, Technically, these guys are the first no-wave band ever, because they started in 1975. Uh, and the reason there isn't much about them is probably on purpose. Uh, you see, they had some, somewhat of an anti-career. They had only 11 songs, number one. And as the bass player Mark Cunningham once said, he saw his band as a countdown from 10 to 1 where they were destroyed at one. <laughs> uh, so though they were chaotic and extremely arty, they could be controlled and even catchy at times. Uh, which is where this song comes in. To me, this song sounds almost like a finely crafted emo song. Uh, even like, the the singing especially, all that, that crackly singing reminds me of like, Seisha a little bit. And that's like more than 30 years later when that kind of stuff happens. So the song is absolutely hypnotic though. It's catchy. It, it has that like swirly bass and drippy guitar that really go well with that nonsense vocal and the, and the vocal delivery. Um, this sounds like vital as hell. This sounds like it could have been made yesterday. I mean, you got bands like, like uh, Black Midi who are making weird no wave stuff right now. Uh, that's mathy, that's arty, that's emo. This sounds like, <laughs> you know, it could be Buddies of Black Midi. Uh, so check out their entire discography, by the way, which you can do very easily if you buy their um, live album called Live at the Artist's Space, where they have all their 11 songs. Uh, I'm very tempted to buy this. It's, it's good. Good stuff. Okay. Now, we are down to number one. Number one. We're talking about Purient. Or sorry, Purient. I can't ever say that right. So Purient. 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 With a simple mark from 1998. This is from user um, Flash of Action. And what's cool about this is this is Purient's first album. This is the first time that it's available digitally. Uh, so let's check it out. 
Okay, so if you don't know Purient, um, let me let me usher you into this whole world, uh, which is what this podcast is all about, right? I'm, I'm trying to, you know, peel back the curtain, tell you what it's all about. So Purient is Dominic Ferno, Ferno of New York, and he is a huge name in experimental noise and electronic music in general. Uh, he's had his hands in many projects since his debut in 1998 including the great dark wave and dark synth band Cold Cave. He played with them, I believe, in 2011. And... 2010, 2011? Something like that. So he flawlessly moves across genres, like noise, industrial, dark wave, power electronics, ambient. This was a little power electronics uh, ambient-y. His only running theme seems to be that whatever he makes is good. This is why it's such a big deal that this, his first album, is finally available. Um, it's really cool seeing like his first experiments with noise. Uh, I can really see myself in his methods, right? He's basically using a microphone to create feedback and experimenting with, with what he's doing. You can hear his voice sometimes. You can hear him like, you know, rubbing it on certain things, uh, probably against the amp too. Uh, you can hear that high-pitched squeal from the feedback. It's just real nice. It's great. <laughs> I could, like, I don't think I could recreate it exactly, but I I hear stuff that I've done before, which is super cool, because later he gets a lot more, uh, more polished, you might say, and expansive in, like, how he does stuff. Uh, now, the opening track that we listened to just now is called Exertion. Um... And it's a great example of this. Let's uh, let's check out one other one. This one's uh, called physical dot 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 fitness <laughs> question mark. Uh, great name.
So what I like about Purient and experimental music in general is just the feeling that anything can happen. Like I heard a little bit of guitar in there, I think. Uh, you heard that guttural scream there. Like who could have predicted that being there right at that moment? You know, nobody. <laughs> uh, now, he says that at, at this time and in general, he says he was hugely influenced by this metal band called Deicide and their album Once Upon a Cross. So this is like, you know, black metal, lots of screaming, stuff like that. Deicide's great. Um, but clearly he also had a lot of other influences going on because, I mean, this isn't a metal song. This isn't metal music. He's just, um, he's using that sort of same rawness to metal, to very extreme metal, and using it with electronics. Basically, power electronics is what he ends up with. So, uh, let's check out one of his later songs called, uh, Dragonflies to Sew You Up, just to show you what kind of stuff he ends up doing later, and sort of how, how much depth he has. It goes on like that for a while, but but it's like, it's pretty, but so throbbing and 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 ugly at the same time that it's pretty. It's it's like the perfect intersection of, of synth pop and and metal or something. But it's very very cool, very interesting. Um, ah, there's one other one I wanted to play. Let's have let's have a let's have a like listening party for Purient really quick. <laughs> Okay, so this is um, Palm Tree Corpse. Just a little bit more of his, his pretty side. Look at how pretty this is, guys. Who could have predicted that? See, the, it's so unpredictable. I love it. Uh, ah. <laughs> and it's such a pretty song. It could be like a Calm Trues song. Like, Calm Trues would have taken that and then put drums to it, and that would be the song, right? When instead, Purient turns it into this mangled, like, distorted, beautiful mess. Okay, now, it does that for a while. And now, check out what happens here at like three minutes in. 
yeah, man. Ah, it's so good. Okay. So you guys should all have listening parties of Purient. Um, listen to that first album. It's free. Uh, thank you to User Flash of Action for really uh, getting me into Purient, because I, I listened to, to some of his stuff, but it never struck a chord, and it really was hitting the spot this week, man. So you're awesome. Purient and Flash of Action. <laughs> all right. Okay, so now I've got an extra special uh, thing for you right now, guys. I got an exclusive interview with Briog. This, of course, is the esoteric, um, elusive creator of the alternative soundtrack to um, House by the Cemetery from 1981. So let's listen to a little bit of his song, uh, The Good Doctor, from the soundtrack, and then we'll get right into the interview. Hope you enjoy it. Okay, so first, Briog, thank you so much for doing this inter- with, interview with me today. Um, now, I know you haven't given out your name uh, at all, but what should I even call you? Eh, uh, well, I guess it's been long enough. My name is Giuseppe. Oh, wow. Uh, exclusive to the podcast. First time, his name's Giuseppe. Cool. Uh, well, Giuseppe... Tell me a little bit about your long-lost soundtrack. How did it begin? And what was the experience like? Um, how did you make this soundtrack? Yeah, yeah, I remember it like it was yesterday. Kayla via Acanto al Cimetero. It was a disaster. There was many rewrites of that script, Chris. There was reshooting, all that. We had created and recorded with the orchestra many times. <coughs> but Lucio, he said no. We tried, maybe. Three complete reworks, and it wasn't good enough for this man. Did you know that he even went through three revisions with the damn name? La Note del Inferno. That, of course, is the night of hell. La Casa di Freudstein. That, of course, is the house of Freudstein. La Porta Que Non Si Apreva. That, of course, is the door that wouldn't open. This is ridiculous, this guy. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, you mentioned Lucio. That's, that's Lucio Fulci, right? That's Fulci. Whippersnapper. Well, uh, it sounds like hell for sure, and and all for the, a product that 
well, let's just say it could be improved, right? Uh, the film has its uh, has its foibles. <laughs> um, can you explain a little bit about the process and how the soundtrack became so abrasive and unlike anything at the time? Uh, people have described it as sounding vaguely industrial. Ah, yeah. After those three revisions, Christopher. That fourth time he sent me back into the studio, I was out for blood. I told the orchestra to go home, which they of course loved, because they were union. I took out my synthesizer, my drum machine. I recorded that fourth try on the spot. Whole thing took maybe an hour, two hours max. I'd been listening to disco. That combined with the rage that I felt for Lucio created that bit of music. I threw the cassette at him and I quit on the spot. Oh, wow. So you hadn't been listening to any industrial music then? No more obs obscure dance or experimental music or anything like that? Uh, no music concrete? Nah, not really. You see, I was a 40-year-old man at the time. I was accomplished as a professional musician. I played piano my whole life in an orchestra. For the Roman Orchestra. Now, this was supposed to be the debut into the world of cinema. I had no interest in experiments. In another world, I would have been a famous composer, but this did me in. Well, it's very interesting. Uh, I noticed that, uh, however, that You've made uh, something recently, though. You released a song called White Hole, which was indeed very experimental and noisy. So I'm a little perplexed. Uh, are you making a comeback, and you're finally going to get into some experiments then? <laughs> well, you know, I may have finally come around a little bit. I'm running from my past. What I felt was a mistake. I'm now ready make a little more music this last one was just for fun you know nothing serious i want to move forward not backwards christopher i want to i'll never recreate that blasted music it was a terrible time for me but i do want to make music once again in some capacity <laughs> well uh <clears throat> Just know that there are many people uh, who want more, so keep it up. Uh, I, I loved the track, by the way. Um, I'm going to play a little bit of it, actually, on the way out here, but uh, is there anything else that you want to add? Anything you want to tell the people? No, no, nothing to add, but I want people to know I'm an 80-year-old man now, living in Queens, New York. I only want peace and quiet. But Chris, you're one of the good ones. You've been good to me. I won't forget it. Anytime you want, you email me or mail me in the mail with a mailman. And I'll come talk to you again. If you're in New York, you can come by and say hi. 
but only you. Alright. Wow. <laughs> well, that was about it. Briog said goodbye after that, but, um, uh, a lot of exclusives, though. I, I'm honored that he chose me to talk about all this. Um, yeah, wow, the great Briog, outsider soundtrack hero himself. Uh, now with that, I think that we're going to wrap it up here at the podcast. Remember to keep an eye out for the Sixth World Music Summer Music Contest, by the way, guys. You'll find uh, lots of very interesting music there, I think. And we'll be doing more interviews with artists like that, um, if they'll have me. Uh, <laughs> I know a couple that, that will. But if not, you know, I will at least review all of it and analyze it in the name of science. Well, in the name of the exegesis of all things cataloged. All right. So anyway, have a great week, everybody. And oh, also, don't be shy. Send me some mail at sixworldmusic at gmail.com. And of course, you can DM me uh, over at Gary's Six World Music on Facebook or on Reddit. My username is CureBDC, of course. That's C-U-R-E-B-D-C. See you guys in the weird weird world see you guys in the weird weird world oh and uh i'll be at king gizzard and the lizard wizard thursday um in san francisco so hey say hi if you want all right later guys have a good week bye oh here's white hole by briog <laughs>